1: Hello, everyone. It is the build-up show. Brentford-Liverpool at the weekend off the back of that 3-0 League Cup win for the Reds. Um, And the hammering uh, dished out from Brentford to Oldham as well. Um, Which of them are more important, we'll find out in due course. But yeah, I'm Paul Machen. I'm joined by Ross Chanley and Chris Pajak for this one. Uh, And of course, we are live on YouTube as well, as we are for almost everything we do. Um, So much so that I forget that it's quite a, a... a cool special thing but we do that much of it that it is just a thing Um, but yeah if you want to interact with us you can do that's what the live comments are all for so if you've got some questions, thoughts, feelings uh, on anything around this game or just in life in general then get them in and we'll get through them as we go along Um, yeah it's another one of those games Chris it's another different test from what we've had last week it's another two game a week but obviously heavily rotated side for Norwich is different to what we had to do against Stacey Milan but it doesn't make it any less of a, a challenge I think particularly um, because of some of the injury doubts we've got we'll come on to them obviously in more detail but yeah it is just, it's just another different interesting challenge for us Yeah and,
0: and it is and it's, it's partly because we've not played Brentford before isn't it and that's where the challenge comes from and I think you know it's always difficult you're, you're sort of heading into the unknown I'd guess as a manager and as into a player the Into the unknown As a manager and as a player, uh, when you are playing, when you are going up against lads that you've not played before, I think, you know, they showed first game of the season when they beat Arsenal 2 0, first game of the Premier League season, wasn't it? I think it was the Friday night game, that they can play football. They've had a couple of decent draws, I think, with like, was it Villa that they drew against earlier on in the season? they have drawn against Palace. You know, it was a close game against the good Brighton side, as it turns out. You know, they're up there near the top of the table right now, Brighton and stuff. So, and they're, you know, they're an unknown and that's good for Liverpool. I think Liverpool will relish the challenge of that and having been able to rest a lot of players, made six changes midweek. Going into this game, you'd imagine six changes would be made again uh, and we'll be reverting to the Premier League side for this one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's the thing about the Brentford stuff. We'll talk about the, the, the other fixtures going on, obviously the big ones, Chelsea City. So many eyes are going to be on that game, particularly because they kick off before us. It's... It's all well and good, this whole our rivals are going to drop points thing, but you you can't take you can't take Brentford lightly. You've got to go and just get this done by by hook or by
2: crook. Yeah, that only counts if you put points on the board at the same time, doesn't Absolutely. it? It's it's um yeah, it's quite interesting. The, the result was a, a 2-0 win against Wolves. I think was was away and they got someone sent off. So, but the Arsenal stuff's interesting because then that kind of give you a glimpse into the side what they're fighting for, but also the the atmosphere that can create at, at the Brentford Community Stadium. Sure. Whatever, no, but wait, that, no. that, that that adds to, that adds to things, doesn't it? If you can provide a hostile atmosphere, Crystal Palace—I've referenced a few times—did it against Spurs. We do it with Anfield; it can add to, to add to games. So we not, not only do we not know what Brentford would like in terms of you know what to expect from in players, but also going away to that stadium, you know, there's, there's there's always pressure on you to do to do that. I know Arsenal are a different side to us because the crap, but. It's still still coming to yeah, mind. Yeah, you have got to
1: be careful of like uh, oh, laugh at laughing at it. It's all well and good laughing at it at the time, but not you've laughing take, about it in like, the building up yeah, yeah. to us, us taking them on. The thing about it though, Chris, like Frank's done a, uh, done a great job there, They're playing a good brand of football. Jurgen Klopp's going to absolutely love this because he does. He just uh, he adores this type of thing where talking about big atmosphere, a football club with a real clear clear key identity ethos We're playing footy and, and the Liverpool team will relish this as well. So that's what I just think I like seeing us in that regard going up against a team we've not seen before to get a feel for them and just see how we handle it.
0: Yeah and that's it. And we and we know that, you know, we are essentially I suppose treading a similar path as Brentford. But with just lots more money at our disposal. Yeah. I mean they were one of the early uptakers in the analytics side of the game in football and stuff like that. And you know, very much Involved in trying to get marginal gains on throw-ins and and throwing coaches and all those types of things and so it'll be interesting to just sort of go against them and see like because we've been doing it a long time now yeah. you know we've got world class footballers and that's the difference yeah. um, just how much that works against because I think you get those marginal gains when the other team doesn't do them but when the other team does do them as well it's like how much is the golfing class here
1: yeah well that's it marginal gains it's all relative isn't it because you know it, it depends on what level you sort of that. and look the beauty of is anyone can beat anyone so you know we're sat here I'm not going to say because of all these things Liverpool are just you know Liverpool should be Brentford because we've got loads better players than they have and we've got all the experience and all those kind of things mentioned but you are right in in theory the marginal game should should differentiate them between another team at their level which sim- with would maybe actually better be- a better caliber of player but they've got They've worked on all these other things to get more out of what they've got, and that's look. That's how Liverpool are getting success against your Chelsea's and your cities because you can't compete with them in some in some areas. But what you do, is you can with them by being smarter, by having an by having an ethos, and by by clawing little bits and pieces
2: onto on side for you, you know, in a variety of ways. Ten minutes ago, I never had this build as the marginal against Derby, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, here I went, we are. I'm
2: up for a bit of that as well, yeah. And and, and funny enough, I had a quick look at Brentford side last night and. To see how you know, obviously they destroyed Oldham, as you said before, but I think they wrote well, like I to say rotation. I haven't told him he didn't play, i was only play that I, I kind of know and recognise from that. So I think you know it'd be interesting to see what he can revive as well because I think there's a lot of talk about him, how good he is now. He's up at the upper echelons of, of you know world football. Can he do it against the likes of you know a Virgil van Dyke and whoever else might partner him for this game? We also
1: talk about this, and this is normally normally only relevant in December when everyone starts to play two games a week is that we've got a squad and we're much a squad that's much more attuned to playing twice a week Um so it should benefit us you know regardless if you know that whole, that midweek the old European hangover type thing Um they've already done it because they
2: played the early round of the EFL Cup as well yeah so.
1: you know and so, so that I mean which feathers the point is they've played they've played more they've played more football um, so that, and we, uh, you know, so that should benefit us in, in, in the long run but yeah interesting for them second best defensive record in the Premier League so far only two conceded only us I think City and Chelsea we've only considered the one have, have, done, have gone better uh, they don't score many though. they've only got five and five so that's an interesting thing to, for Liverpool to pay attention to uh, we're going to discuss the potentials for Liverpool because obviously a time of filming a lot of doubts around this Liverpool squad and just fitness and availability and how that's going to impact Jürgen's thinking you know for his deepest areas of the pitch are we're starting to to see one or two sort of um, sort of uh, creaks in the uh, in, in the floorboard, so to speak, in this one. But yeah, we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. But we have got a trivia question for you guys. Um, name the three most recent Liverpool players to also play for Brentford. Yes. So there you go. Got all three. Get involved. <laughs> 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 get involved with the Ultimate Team the link is in the description <laughs> underneath play along it's good fun it's really really good fun uh, and I'd say I, I was keen to stress in these videos the problem with fancy football often is is that if you don't get on it quick, you'll end up miles behind or whatever. It's weekly. It's weekly play fantasy football. So yeah, you can just have a go this weekend and, and get involved. It can completely you're free to play and it's good fun unpacking the players and that. The trivia question was, name the three most recent Liverpool players to also play for Brentford. The obvious
2: one is, because he's still there. Sergio Canos. We've got all three of them, but we only want to tell you one. Ruins it for the people at home. Yeah, they, they've been playing along
0: in the comments. We should have had the comments up. What are we doing? We yeah. didn't even need him. Stephen Wright was got a centre back. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, Where's the left back? Was he? He right back. Um,
1: yeah. The um, back. the um, and uh, the other one played under Brendan signed under Brendan Rodgers. Played actually under Jurgen Klopp as well. Attacking midfielder. Joao Carlos. Teixeira. Teixeira. Yeah. How old is he? 33. Wow. Twenty-four. Oh, no? I, I I'd have definitely put him close to that. He's 28 years old now. Yeah. God,
0: yeah. Madden. What's he doing with himself?
1: He um of, He's yeah, I think according to his Wikipedia, he's currently a fine old. Fair play. Yeah, absolutely. Decent little career. Went from, went to, we sent him on loan to Brentford. He went to Brighton on loan. Went to Porto. Braga, Vitória Guimarães, and is now at final. Today. He's been a busy boy, hasn't he? Yeah, he's absolutely. He's, he's a smart player. Um, but there you go. If you got that right, you're an absolute football trivia savant. Well done. Uh, you're going to do well in life or really badly. Um, one way or the other. Um, either way, good on you. Right. Yeah, it's hard for us to predict the 11 right now, Honestly, because there's a list of doubts for this Liverpool side at, at, at time of recording. We don't know where Bobby's at. don't know where Nico's at. We don't know where Thiago's at, Trent, Naby or Milner. And we do know Harvey Elliott is, of course, out as well. Bobby should be in contention. He was supposed to be back in training this week. And I think, you know, if, you, if you've if you got an eye on Porto, it would be useful to get Firmino on the pitch at some point here, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. So, that I mean, let's, let's sort of start there, I guess, because... Um, Yeah, he's got to to get back in somewhere and I wouldn't necessarily want to be dropping him straight in. Not that we also necessarily need to, I guess.
0: No, that's it, isn't it? I think it'd be nice if you can get him some minutes, but I don't think it's a necessity. Um, You know, ultimately, I'd rather him play when he's 100%. Than if there's a slight lingering doubt yeah. over him or something like that. So I think for me, it's probably the the, the front three that we, we've we come to expect recently just jumps back in. They've all had a little bit of a rest now, which is obviously good heading into a big week. Um, They may they may get rested midweek against Porto ahead of the City game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing.
1: And the Porto stuff's interesting. And, you know, at the moment, we and it's likely, well, it was said by Pep Linder, certainly pre-game uh, Norwich, that Thiago will definitely miss this. We don't know where he's at. You know, we got told Tiago will be back in a month after the derby, and he was off for three. So, you know, let's uh, let's let's keep our fingers and toes crossed on that one. Of course, Naby went off injured again, seen as a precaution. But we that joked...
0: comes across like he can't hold his water though, as well, don't he? Yeah, yeah, like, You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? He yeah, yeah. he sold what he believes is the truth. It's whether Jurgen sold him the truth at yeah. this point, I reckon. Yeah. Um, the Naby stuff.
1: It, you know, we, we joked a bit on the final Word show, which you can check out now, uh, streaming on the redmantv.com. Um, that. It should be fine because it wasn't like a it wasn't a bad injury. It was very much a precaution injury because I think he was he's very much in line for a starting place for this game. But none of us has any expectation because of what we know about Naby that he actually will be fit for
2: this. No, he's probably one of the ones that. Didn't play a full night last night, obviously, so then he's, he's earmarked for this one, probably. is he'd go, on, well, Curtis Jones, I'd, I'd, I'd actually love him to start, but then go, actually played quite a bit of football last night. So Fabinho play, I got the night off. Henderson played a little bit part in that, which I thought was really important. Then you kind of scrape him around, whether James Milner can shrug off a cold by the weekend. You know, you won't be averse to kind of him, him starting the game. But again, it's we've got options that I think we can use, but Naby has to be one of those because... I didn't even think about the Man City game, but is he starting that game? Probably not. Do you really want him to start away in Porto? Probably not. I'm just saying to him. Like, listen, I know, well, you, I know you kicked a bit of grass, mate, but I need you here. Well, yeah, but
1: uh, again, that's the problem with Naby. at
2: all told, isn't
1: it? Is you just don't know. There's no trust there anymore in him. At started the season, really well. I've been really pleased with him, You know, particularly scoring that the the, the banger at the weekend. But uh, it'd be nice for him just to be involved because, again, until we know where Thiago's at. He, we we or do gonna... you have to look
2: after him in case if Thiago out for another another two 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 games? you then they say from actually we'll wrap you up in cotton to make sure that we've got you?
1: Yeah, I I my my reading of it, I don't I don't think Naby was meant to play in midweek, and I think he comes in because of the the James Milner energy. But that's that's another linked factor Chris, because Trent's not trained, so Trent wasn't well. I don't think he'd have been using against Norwich anyway. Hopefully he's he'll be back. You'd imagine, but we don't know how ready he is, how much he's been able well, to train this
0: week. that's kind of the point, isn't it? Because if you're coming back from from an illness or something and wh- when's he going to get used? If, it, if not this weekend, does he throw in Porto then City? Because he's definitely starting City. Do you throw him in after a three-week absence straight in against Man City? Well, he's so good, you probably do, but it's not an ideal scenario, is yeah. it? So you'd rather have him back for this off for of Porto week recovery. Yeah. See how his body reacts. Yeah. So... But then equally, if he's not ready, he's not ready. So James Milner starts. Yeah. If he's ready, and, and if not, Nico's out. So are we on Conor Bradley, here, or are we on Joe Gomez at right back type of type of thing? Yeah,
1: no, that's that's an interesting. Thing. And again, Conor Bradley having just come through his, his senior debut, played the. Might uh, have to play uh, against
0: Porto, Paul.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is that's that's a, that's an interesting one. I want, and you know, how's
0: this it, happened?
1: No, it's true. Not just got that, Chris. Yeah, yeah. It's but it's, but at the, again, the Milner fitness thing is going to be is going to be key on that because at the moment, it, you know, it, it, how fit is Trent and how fit is Milner? Because if Trent's fit, Trent starts. Because Trent starts the vast majority of games, and and he probably Trent probably goes, Brentford, Porto, and City,
0: because England don't use him.
1: <laughs> well, some, yeah 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 well because he's young and he and he's fit and you know and and he, and he and he's our best he's our best option he's miles ahead in terms of being our best option for that um but if he's not we're going to need milner because then we're into dangerous territory Or oh, could see costas
0: cutting back in on his left foot and whipping those balls oh, in from right back
1: yeah. yeah doing the opposite milner job when he was playing left but yeah yeah why not
2: i mean again zero evidence of that happening but you know why not i'm i'm all, I'm all in on all that of course um I wouldn't mind seeing Kurt Jones again actually it's changed my mind I just contradicted myself but again you think about the games that are coming up do you just need him? He's a young lad still. He's fit and available to go to play two games in one week, you'd like to think. So maybe I'd play him for this one. He's encouraging performance again last night, I thought, when he moved from the six to, to the
1: eighth. The Porto-Man City thing is interesting. I know we always talk about this, Jürgen and that don't like to get too carried away, but the, the centre-backs, I think, are interesting because we've just come out the back of us going, of having... Virgil and Matip are our established centre back pair. They're our first choice at the moment. And then what we did was we split them to get them, you know, to get some minutes for the other lads. And then we put the other lads together for the last game. What do we do here, Chris? Because in my head, Matip and Van Dyke, you want them ready for Manchester City. Yeah. So, do you just start them here, and then do you mix? Do you mix and match for midweek, and then but then you're asking. Virgil or Matip to do three games in three games in a week or do you follow the pattern that we've seen where you split them off again so it's back to being Matip and Kanate for this then it's Gomez and Van Dijk whatever or whatever and then it's Virgil so, and there's there's, there's two
0: ways I'd look at it I think that the obvious answer for me is play Matip and Van Dijk in this one play Kanate and Gomez in Porto play Matip and Van Dijk in in the, in the City game. But for me, it depends on what else is available to you. You might, you might find yourself in a situation if Tent's not back and Firmino's not back and Milner's not back and, and everything else, Thiago's not back. When actually, you might be asking Matip and Van Dijk to go for all three games. Yeah. Because they're the most solid centre-back partnership. Yeah. And therefore... You want them in the in the field if the rest of it's going to be a little bit rotated or something. Or you might even see Gomez and Matip in midweek. if And Matip might be the one player who's asked to go three times, something like that. But and it depends on what pieces you've got available. Well, it's interesting
1: the Gomez because you could, and again, this would go against how we've sort of been positioning Gomez as the left sided understudy, but you could ask, you could go. Van Dyke and sorry, you could go Gomez and Matip in in midweek, can't you? And then, but then drop Matip and ask Gomez to do twice in in a week, who's probably more likely to be able to do that, I guess, just because I know he has injury problems, but not in the same vein as Matip. Do you know why
0: I think football managers go one game at a time because it's completely not a head fuck? Yeah, otherwise. And I genuinely think that might cause you just do your own heading, don't you? You change your mind that many times. It's like, no, this is the team that I'm putting out here. And after this game, I'm gonna to talk to the sports scientists, I'm gonna to talk to the players and find out who's available we'll, for we'll, the next one. We'll know. This is wrecking my head.
1: But we're gonna know where the how much they, how much belief they've got in the squad and the rotational things, because Milan and Palace, they're two tough games and we dealt with it really well. And I it, it was really nice, because you you, know, you talked about a two seventy-five percent teams maybe. Um but Porto away, that's your second hard. But I don't know, I guess it's San, is the San Siro away. I don't know. We've got a very tough Champions League group, and then Man City, that's a pretty much your hardest week. But it's the same this, for Man City,
2: week. too. Important is important to remember they've got Chelsea, yeah. PSG, and then us, and they've got their own injury problems, in our, and they're all away. Yeah, yeah, uh, on top of that as well. I think it's if you can afford to rotate when you've got the drop off in our centre backs. There's obviously a drop-off, but I don't think it's massive compared to other areas of the pitch. So if we started with Gomez and Canate, I'm not as concerned as I start rotating it Otherwise, other ways. I think we need to build that trust with them as a partnership. So I thought it might be Van Dijk and Matic this weekend because Gomez and Canate played mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. And that's what it seems they're the, the supposed to be. Yeah. So if those two started away in Porto, it'd be a tough challenge, but I've done, I'm not... I'm not, not worried about
0: Joe Gomez in this. it's no. not gonna be a shit show, it? is it? No, yeah. no, you're not worried about Joe Gomez. He's a top class player who's played in big atmospheres before. Your concern is over Kanate. He's not be- shown me that I need to be concerned about him from yeah. what I've seen. Obviously, a big big challenge, big diff, different type of challenge, much harder challenge. But I think I think there is a drop-off. <laughs> I think there is a big drop-off between Virgil and Matip and Gomez and Canate. What I would say is, think of it like this, is that's only because they're so fucking good. Like, you know what I mean? That's still a Premier League, Champions League centre-back pairing for me.
1: I'm not sure Virgil will be happy about not... Playing Champions League football, we care about him, but no, no, sure, But we do, what well, but, we, but, but, but yeah, but we do. Klopp you know, said he was angry at we,
2: postman. Yeah, we yeah.
1: care about we, but we care about him more than he cared. You know, maybe he want, you know, he would just, he'll just want to play. Won't he? And, and thinking about it's tough love, for this. Yeah, no, exactly, hundred percent on that. I personally would just do copy what we did the, the other week, uh, and in that, in that, I would go for this game. I would go Virgil Canate for this because. Brentford, as much as they're more than capable of causing those problems, we've discussed this. They are the on paper weaker of the three sides we're about we're about to face. I would stick I, I would stick with Gomez and Matip for the Champions League thing. And then I look at it and decide can either of those two go again? And ideally Matip should be able you're hoping Matip can go again because it's he's had a he's had a full week off since he's last played then. And then you're ready for, for Van Dyke and Matip to go back in for Manchester City because again, that's yeah,
0: the other thing the... to consider here is Matip doesn't play international football. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to play Matip for the three games, you know he's got two
2: weeks essentially, haven't you, to it's recover just, from
1: that? It's not about the recovery though. It's the it's does him being he break...
2: fit for, for Man City? What is <laughs> him being fit for Man City? Yeah, it's, yeah. does yeah. he
1: break down before he gets to does he, by the time he gets to game three, or does he break down in the midst of game three because? That's where again, it's a there's a there's a probabilities and you, you you who's the biggest gamble for for doing that of all of our centre halves, Mata probably is the biggest gamble for playing three games back to back because he does break down even when he's you know he's been doing, he's been breaking down at that for for, for, for his entire Liverpool career hasn't he? But again, you're right. It's an it's an interesting point. you have got that break looming at the at the end of it, so. Maybe you do. But again, this is the point. what's the point of having Gomez and, and Canate if you're making Matip well, like, go, go too well, many games what, and my, get in? That's and, why
0: I thought we, we might see Matip and Van Dijk back in for this one and just keep the centre-back pairing from last night together. Midweek, yeah. Midweek,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and again, that will come down to, I think, whether we think that Canate is ready because at the moment, that's our weakest centre-back pairing is Gomez and Canate. And it's weakened, and this is mad, by Kanate, and that's not because he's not good, it's just because he's not integrated. And do you want do you run the risk of what is that? How much of a calculated gamble is that for a big for a big away game? We've got a great record or recent record in the dragau, but it's not an easy place to go. We've kind of made it an easy place to go by taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um and do is that too slightly too weakened? That's a weaker defence than we put out against AC Milan and they're they they're by all accounts a strong maybe a stronger team than AC Milan so but can played more games now and is he that enough to get up to speed the answer is that Chris is right it's a head fuck and there's no way I no. what would you do let us know in the comments alright uh, let's have a little look um, at the other weekend fixtures then uh, and just see what we've got our eyes on as mentioned there uh, we did a good bit on this on the podcast this week if you haven't checked that out uh, we it was very in fact I don't think we've discussed Norwich at all on the podcast with with one eye on it not being dated eight hours after we'd finished it so if you haven't checked the podcast out you can do uh, for free on your podcasting Services and on YouTube as well. Uh, Chelsea City, Ross, twelve thirty kickoff. Mm, Take Saturday up. or at the early. Which one of them's thing? not on
0: telly? Which one? Because there's two half twelve kickoffs, isn't there? I forgot which one's not on telly. Which it's one? Has to surely be moved.
1: got to be Man United. I think
0: it was the Man United one got moved for something, wasn't it? Um, so yeah, one of them. That's mad. That two twelve thirty kickoffs, isn't it? Mm, good. The worst of the kickoffs, um, apart from for your life,
1: Um but yeah, like Chelsea, Man City, everyone. It's a shame almost in some regards that it's not like Super Sunday because I like that thing of when when the business is all done of the weekend, you hopefully got your three points all tucked up and then Watch your rivals. The me yeah, sure yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. But equally on the flip of that, it's going to be nice to kind of have something to sit down and w- watching the build up to the to the Liverpool game to some extent.
2: Yeah, it's going to be an incredible game. I think obviously two of the ones that are tipped for the title, Chelsea are on a good run, I think they're the same as they're doing conceded one goal so we be interesting how, how they get on, Man City rotated heavily, I think Chelsea played tonight did they? Um, yeah they uh, do their yeah. Carabao Cup game so we're interested to see what they do but it's just it's nice that in fact we've, there's not really been so many title contenders over recent seasons to be able to watch it is a neutral thing, but is quite good. But it's also we're not neutral because we've also got invested interests in that in that in what in what happens in that game. But it doesn't judge the end of the season for me. They're the best
1: in that because I don't think there's a bad outcome for Liverpool. Really, we had, we discussed this they Can make we a case for all one? of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like for me, you know, a draw is lovely because I just I think they're both. I think it's a three way title race, and it is right now until proven otherwise. Um, I'm sure my Arsenal might argue it's a four, but yeah, I, I think it's a three. Yeah,
0: Brighton, not Man United. But <laughs> yeah, um,
1: but that's um, so. Yeah, you know, and that's I, I can't. It's hard watching Chelsea games. Like it was hard watching them play Spurs because Spurs gave them a really good game and then gave up. Yeah, bared themselves <laughs> out completely in Chelsea. I prefer just, gave
0: up to be honest. Yeah,
1: Chelsea just basically walked all over them by the by the end of that. So you, you you're hoping for an outcome there. And it's hard watching Man City because you never seem to watch them when they lose. You only seem to watch them catch them when they are annihilating an opponent. That's because I only really
0: watch the first six minutes of games. <laughs> <laughs> okay, i have seen this script before. Yeah. I don't need to watch this one again. But it, but it could lead to a
2: situation if Chelsea beat them, and then you know we comes to our game, we beat them. They could be nine points behind us, which, you know, isn't isn't a lot for Manchester City and they could have come back from a lot worse. I'm sure people were remind of that, but it's just a really good position to be in, of, of, you know, take your march as soon as you can take him march. Yeah,
1: 100%. I would much rather, I except for me, I think that, you know, if you had to choose, if, if you're not allowed to sit on the fence and go for the draw thing, I would rather us probably kill just kill City off because, and, and uh, you're right, that doesn't necessarily kill City off because we know they're more than capable of going on this massive run, but... They, I would rather be in a title race with Chelsea, because that side hasn't done it yet. Well, some of them still, some of them are still lingering on. I guess it probably got some people left from Conte or whatever. I guess, but um, we I think we're much better prepared for that kind of that kind of chase. And it also won't be seen as a massive miss for them to not win in it, whereas obviously City are just. They've got it's other things right, going yeah. on,
2: Manchester City, which kind of plays into, you know, obviously Pep's losing his head a little bit. You know, are mm-hmm. concerns that they didn't buy a striker, not that I necessarily think yeah. that they didn't need one, but all that stuff off the pitch adds onto the pressure. for them, Exactly, it? I
1: think that there's a you're right. Which is more? Which team is more likely to blow up in the face of adversity? Well, like Chelsea could just sack the manager because we know that they're, they're very capable of doing that if it doesn't go their way. But I, I like the fact that Pep Guardiola's got to leave at some point. And it's whether he leaves on a high or does he leave in a cloud of acrimony? It's going to go one way or the other, I think. Um, and at the moment, there's a nice little, there's a nice narrative around you saying, like, is he, is he getting a bit annoyed with it? And the fans and people are turning, neutrals are on city and stuff. I, I, I like that. I want to see more of that, to be perfectly honest. Um, Man United, Villa. Um, I mean, Villa turned it on at the back end against Everton last weekend Chris so we've we, we know they've got the capability of, of of causing problems it's got the hallmarks of that type of team that man united could could well lose against but I, I, i'm i'm very much of this mindset where just let just tr- presume that man united have won with an and a, a late a late winner taffling. deflected winner or top or whatever and then if they get something go against them then it's yeah,
0: I'm looking at Man United and going they're one of those sides where come the end of the season I think you're looking at the, the top six table and they're at the bottom of it that's that's why they don't win the league. I think they win these games. As in the head-to-heads? The head-to-heads yeah. of the top six, yeah. I think they're the ones where you look at their results against your cities, your Liverpools, your Chelsea's and at the bottom of that league, and that's that's what holds them back. I see this as an easy win for Manchester United, and I hope I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, there's a good um, good feeling at Manchester United now since Ronaldo's coming in, like their, their home support and stuff like that. I'm sure having fans back in stadiums will add to that. But every time they get one of those... You know, you call it a jabby win, but that was us two seasons ago, and we we're going to actually. It was calculating. You know, we we, we earned it. They're probably, they probably feel the same. Yeah. No reason they can't do the same at Aston Villa.
1: Um, Everton, Norwich, Everton. Um, with Norwich still winless, Everton, the the shine's just gone a little bit off the revolution that was going so well. Uh, if you want a bit more insight into that, you had him, um, Barry from Toffee TV on George
2: the around the the yeah, yeah. But he said something me He's like, do they think
0: another copper on this season?
2: No, not anymore." Um, the I think everyone was yeah it's just said it, it just sways so so easily and I think that's going to be the, the reason for what happened with Rafep throughout the season because he said before we played Aston Villa everyone was sad everyone was relatively happy they lost the game and now they're going to get relegated and they've got the <laughs> squad depth and all like the typical Twitter stuff like, they, 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 but they, the
0: mad thing <laughs> is like they're just going to finish somewhere between 8th and 12th because they always do yeah like, but, that's, but, and and yet every season the pendulum keeps swinging back and forth and back and forth lads you're just kind of irrelevant you just sit between eight and twelve every season, and that's that's
2: you. The point I made to him was the fact that I think Sky Sports and Monday Night Football did the graphic of all the money that like Koeman had spent, Silver had spent. I think Sam Dice was on that list as well. And what Rafa's spent, I think his net spend is something like seven hundred grand. Yeah, it's, it's So I was trying to say, does that, does that buy an extra time? Because all the plays that they had, that they probably that um, Ancelotti wanted to sell, they couldn't do because. Seeing reason we couldn't shift David Grigio or whatever else. Is that buying some more time? He's probably like, probably not, no.
1: But they like throwing
0: Hammer's Rodriguez out the door, are at the moment? Is he yeah, going like, Qatar or something yeah, like that? By all accounts, like. Um Leicester Burnley. Isn't a mad when the league just goes, let's just keep our transfer window open? Yeah. <laughs>
1: just like- yeah. Yeah, it speaks to volumes that it? it's it's how it's how Qatar China. hoovers up hoovers up these overpriced superstars. Overpaid yeah, oh yeah, exactly, ex- exactly. Just like yeah, oh, go on. Well, we'll we'll have them. Sounds you want to come here and have some nice weather and, and get paid and of money? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks. Yeah, welcome aboard. Uh, yeah, Leicester Burnley. Leicester really really struggled so far this season. That's going to be a massive test for them. Uh, Leeds West Ham will be a good barometer for both sides oh, that's of that. I think in though. that one. Um, wow, God, yeah, the the the. The NLD, <laughs> the North London Derby, half four on Sunday. That'll be a, a one of the. Lowest interest <laughs> quality, quality north of the derbies in quite some time. My hope The race the away for the UEFA Conference League. Oh god, yeah, yeah, the UEFA Conference Derby. Brilliant. Live. Yeah, oh and it's live. Ugh. Um, yeah, there you go. Crystal Palace, Brighton. Again, that's a derby, isn't it? Apparently, there's a lot of antipathy towards both of those teams for some reason. Um, what or- derby? All four people. Palace, Brighton.
0: Why is that a derby?
1: I know, it just is. I don't, I don't know. I think Ball Street did a documentary on this a, a few years back, but yeah, it is, that's like their biggest, they've got a massive rivalry. Brighton
2: used to fight with Hove Albion, and then they came one clubs they need to find someone else to fight <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah. I think I think they threw a dart at a yeah, dartboard yeah. from a distance blindfold and it landed on Crystal Palace. No. Yeah.
1: Um or maybe they just hated Wimbledon when they were shared ground shared with them, and they just now they just hate the ground or something. Oh. Who knows? Not that you'd have any real feelings towards Wimbledon. Uh, right, uh, we had some super chats come in. Uh, Gareth Robinson asks, and I'll ask a very very good question. Um, uh, he says, "Hi, long term member of the website, daff1 Why are the build up shows being released before the previous match final?" Words. Yes, because of a, a scheduling issue, shall we say, on this one. Yeah, we've uh, we've not. We, I was literally thinking this while we were doing this. We, I want to make sure we're going to move the, the think, move the build up shows, but we've got some brilliant top secret stuff coming that we're filming tomorrow hopefully I can't announce it till it's, till it's done I don't want to talk about it until it's in the can um, but particularly for you guys as a subscriber to the website you're, it's about to pay major dividends the fact that we've slightly convoluted the the order of previous match to next match uh, so yeah perfect time well, what about every other week that we do it <laughs> yeah no I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah yeah, it, it is it's something that we're going to address mate so yeah it, it is a very good point indeed. The, the large answer is we don't think about it because we've just recorded the final words and we've gone straight into this builder show for us. We've done it chronologically, but without considering that, yeah, the final word show hasn't gone out
2: yet on yeah, the website. But we're doing the next thing. Gareth want to book the guests? Yeah, we've put you, we you yeah. booked you. Why can't we do this later? <laughs> what because we've got stuff on later yeah? What have busy. we got on Red's
0: News? Okay, we've done that. Earlier and bumbu. Very much could have done. Nope. Basically, nope. Gareth, what I'm impossible. saying is, yeah, is only guessed until <laughs> half an hour ago. <laughs>
1: Ross has fucked it. So hashtag blame Ross is what I'm saying for for, for and Throw
0: days. a blame Tom in as well.
1: Yeah, why not? Um Side Ali, uh in my opinion, Virgil won't play in the Champions League until Atletico. That's an interesting point. Because I mean, as far as that goes, you want to protect Virgil without a doubt, because he's your most important defensive asset. Um and if you're gonna rotate him. All of the Premier League games are essential, but you can probably manage your way through. We talked about the four group games. You could go, you could go and play for a draw in Porto, and that'd be a decent. That'd be a decent away point potentially. So that's an interesting
2: point. Not sure. You also, thing. I know you talked about talked before. You actually don't really want to piss him off. Hmm. So maybe, maybe he does play all. But things. does he want to be more pissed off? Will he be more pissed off
1: when he's sat holding his knee on a treatment table in in, a, in three weeks' time.
0: Again, you have to make... To me, it doesn't matter if you piss him off when you're protecting him. Yeah, It it, it genuinely yeah, yeah. doesn't matter. He knows ultimately in his art of art that you're doing it for a reason. And then he knows that when he's fine, he'll be playing every week again. And look, if he can get... like, What, what would piss him off is not getting through to the group stages where he's in line to get appearances in the Champions League. <laughs> Well, everyone wants to win both and I think there's a trust in that squad as well because effectively, if
1: Gomez is his understudy, he loves Joe and he knows how good Joe is and that and that's what the men, that's what Klopp saying is, we're, we're winning, we're winning both of these this season, mate. And also, let, let's be honest, if you can prove, if, we, if you have no adverse reactions in the next few months, I want you to be playing both games a week but we've also, A, we've got to be in that competition, you've got to be fit and available. So by the time we get to the knockouts, you should be pairing by then and then you can, can go and odds are we'll have had some injuries by that point ah. anyway so you'll have no choice but to play play Nat Phillips in then. Well, yeah, yeah maybe, maybe wouldn't that be funny if I haven't had the conversation where he's not playing Norwich and Nat Phillips just right, me, all of a sudden Yeah. got um, some cool comments here uh, Ash Q confirms United on on TV thank you so much for that Um Angel 1968 ball says, uh, wouldn't anyone use Gomez at right-back if Trent isn't available? We, we did this a bit, um, we had this conversation really in the build-up to the last couple of weeks, uh, our last couple of games, certainly, Ross. The performance that Connor Bradley put in and the way in which he performed that role, moreover, I don't think Joe Gomez can do that. And he might be a, he's a better footballer and he's a senior footballer and he's played some really big games for us at right-back. But I just think the way in which we play the right back role is has gone beyond what Joe's capabilities are of doing. I, for security
2: and, and, and confidence of you know showing up a defense, I think 100 percent you kind of play in there. But what are you losing? I think it's kind of what you're getting up there of, of going forward. You know, our creativity comes from our full-backs. I think you can only get to a certain point. You're a bit like you know, a Wamba Saka of, you know, get to the you know the final third and then we'll cut back, pass it to someone else by the time. And then you've lost momentum, you've lost you've lost your space, and you're trying to kind of play catch up. Fine, if you're trying to show up a game, 100%. But I don't... I I think... We'll put three cents a half. i saying that though. James, James Milner, you probably would have said the same thing. And James Milner that, played that role against Crystal Palace. Much better against Zaha as well. Mm-hmm. Much better than I thought he was going to do. I think if you've... It's tough because
0: you would always go on what you've seen Jürgen do. And what I've seen Jürgen do is put Conor Bradley in at right back instead of when he had Nat Phillips there on the bench. Mm-hmm. But then... If his plan was, all right, I'm not going to have James, I'm not going to have Trent, are you putting Joe Gomez in for two on the bounce in a really tough position in the team where you're up and down, running more than any other one? No, you're probably not. Not with Joe's injury record, not with him coming back from injury. So you might get him a little nice easy game at centre-half, centre. you know, not loads of running, probably half as much running. And then for one appearance at right back, it's better than two appearances doing 10, 11 kilometres a game. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, it might still be in his plan and he's just decided that I'm going to use it for the Premier League game when it's probably a little bit more important.
1: Yeah, and and just the one thing I hadn't really thought about is that if Canate was to start this game, that's three on the bounce that he will have played in in, in a week. And look, he's clearly, he's had his own injury issues, but nowhere near as much as were made of it. But I can't see it. There's no need for any of our centre-halves, I think, to play three in a week, unless you've got, the fixtures fall such that you've got, Chelsea massive Champions League opponent City or United or whatever, unless you've got three mega games, then you maybe ask your best lads to go again. But again, the the point is so far that all the evidence suggests we're just gonna keep rotating because you you can. I'd say you'd be good. And
0: we're good. If 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 none of them are available, I'd throw endo there, me. Where? Right back. Right back. He likes running. Uh, honestly, mate, he whips he whips the ball in. He, he knows what's going on on that right hand side. If you if you're in the shit, I'd rather have Hendo there than like a Fabinho. And then I'd, you've still got hopefully Kurt Cater and Fabinho to play in the middle.
1: Too soon to tell on this, but I wonder whether Conor Bradley playing right back again against Norwich is an indicator of a lesson learned from last season about. Playing lads out of position, Probably. and I know, look, I know we don't start Tyler Morton and we play uh, Kurt in the DM, but we might. I wonder whether we'll see that whether we will trust someone who just knows the role more and who plays the role, albeit to a lower level, but understands the position better, rather than play someone out of position who has to learn it, but is an all-round better footballer, particularly when you're losing something else. In, in another area of your team but we can't know until we see more really. Um, Sid Senor uh, with 40 squiggles thank you so much. Uh, Machen Pajak at centre-back for Brentford. You know the best thing is we don't need to have those jokes because you know Liverpool are stocked and they were, and they were, even when we had our worst defensive injury crisis of all time we were far too stocked for me and Chris to be anywhere <laughs> near centre-back so just let's make that let's make that perfectly clear. Um, Sly Ross won um, which could be your Sneaky, sneaky side character uh, Canate and Gomez versus Porto Matip won't play three in a week yeah we kind of said that before didn't we I think there's that's the what. he's the one I think we all were a bit surprised that Matip went again the other week um, but yeah I, I just think we'll do I just think maybe he's put it his
0: injury problems behind him
1: <laughs> he's only 29 you know what I mean still got, he's still got for the centre back he's still young it's highly possible don't bet any money on that. Um, uh, yeah, if I had Fidel Alexander, rather Ox right back than Gomez. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'd rather Endo than Ox. Yeah, 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 true. But I'd rather Endo in midfield. Than um, Ox,
0: Than Ox. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's
0: one of them, isn't it? That's why I said Fab, Kane, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But it goes past that point again. I think if Liverpool have got eleven, if we've got ten of the eleven. All, all amongst our best players all playing in their best positions you can have someone as long as it's not a really really mad
0: square peg as if like you not... just play three at the back and went, go ahead someone else play right wing back you know what I mean because well, we've, we've got all the centre backs we're talking about Joe Gomez moving to right back yeah no,
1: yeah, 100% 100% on that very, very much a possibility certainly uh, but probably not um, yes Brilliant. Uh, let's have um, some score predictions then, Chris. What do
0: you think? I think Liverpool are going to win by three goals to one against Brentford at the weekend in the community centre or whatever you said before.
2: I'm going for a three nil. Okay.
1: Cool. I'll take a three nil. Three nil away seems to be the score of the season. So okay. Well. well, well three nil away. <laughs> <laughs> shit's out. Um, I know I, it's
0: because we all called it right last week. I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that that happens again. I feel, I feel like you've jinxed it by changing though. Three one then. Remember this, but it's three
1: one or three nil. Um <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for the build up show. Thank you so much for Gareth for the wonderful question. We will sort our schedule now. But yes, as mentioned, we right now and again I don't want to overhype it in case it doesn't come off, but it looks like we've got a a world exclusive um coming up on the redmentv.com our stream and Great, great
0: job of not hyping that world <laughs> exclusive <laughs> <laughs> by the way, Paul
1: maybe hopefully fingers crossed everyone's such food for us um, yeah so perfect time to join up uh, on the RedmondTV.com our streaming platform it's great uh, if you want to support what we do then that's a cool best way to do it because again it's our we created that platform it doesn't get siphoned off by any uh, leeches at YouTube or Patreon or whatever uh, and if you want loads of extra Liverpool content because you want a Liverpool streaming service in your life like Netflix for Liverpool fans then we've got you covered on that as well um, brilliant stuff thank you lads. That was lovely. Have a wonderful afternoon, hopefully a wonderful weekend. Chris and I will return for the watch-along at the weekend and the start 11 prediction show is to come. Uh, check all those out and we'll see you there.